Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sundred. No, this is not an ad for Bobby Valentine. This instead is an intro into my husband, Bill Wexler, joining us this morning because if there's one team that, Bill, I would say you're a diehard fan of, it is the New York Mets. Am I right? Lisa, good morning. That's very unfair. You you cause me to smile as I get on the air with you. I've been a Mets fan only since 1962. Yeah. Well. And most seasons, when you're a New York Mets fan, your season is usually over sometime in May or possibly June. So it was certainly nice to hear their wonderful music as the intro. But here we are talking about the World Series. And I'm sure you and your listeners recall the World Series currently has two combatants, the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. And as we speak this morning, Lisa, they have completed the first five games. And at the moment, Atlanta leads the series three games to two. Tonight uh, at 8.09 p.m. on Fox will be game number six. Remember, it's a seven-game series. First to win four games is the victor. And games six and seven are taking place in Houston, Texas, starting this evening. So What's interesting, Lisa, a, is yeah. – I'm sorry, go ahead. Does that give them a home court advantage, so to speak, when they play? Well, like, what you are know, the, Lisa, yeah. everyone before the series began predicted a close-fought uh, six- or seven-game series. It's interesting to note through the first five games, Houston has sco- scored a total of 20 runs while Atlanta has scored a total of 18. So they seem incredibly evenly matched. My only uh, semi-intelligent response to your question would be, I suspect Atlanta has to be slightly favored in that they only have to win one out of the next two games in order to proceed to uh, the victor's uh, stand, so to speak. But in any event, uh, that's what's going on in terms of uh, uh, the games themselves. But I thought that you and your listeners might have some interest in some what I would describe as slightly um, 
different facts and figures that might be of interest to everyone. First and foremost is uh, you may not be aware that there's a Connecticut angle to this World Series in that um, one of the players for Atlanta, who you, your listeners might remember we spoke about last week, Charlie Morton, he was the starting pitcher for Atlanta who pitched last week and actually broke his leg and continued to pitch one further inning before he was taken out of the game and then lost for the World Series. Charlie Morton, in fact, was born in the Trumbull and Reading area and attended high school at Joel Barlow High School in Reading, where the Atlanta Braves drafted him directly out of high school back in That's 2002. Wow. So Charlie Morton has kind of had a fairly uh, adventurous uh, career that's taken him from Atlanta to Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Houston, to Tampa, and finally back to Atlanta again. Uh, he's married with four kids, lives and resides in the Atlanta area, but he is the local boy that many people in your listening audience, Lisa, might have a chance to root for, if not for the balance of this year. He'll be signed for next season and beyond as well. So that's well, one interesting little point. But what's the likelihood, Bill, with that broken leg that he'll be able to recover fully and be able to do what he does in baseball? Lisa, you'd be surprised, but there have been a lot of serious injuries in professional athletics across the board. And these are very well-conditioned athletes. And from what I've been able to uh, read so far about his situation, he will be more than able to come back and rehabilitate his leg and be available for spring training, hopefully next uh, next spring, and be part of the team again when they roll out again in 2022. So I think that's probably a realistic goal. Okay. And what the else? Thing, what are Lisa, some of the other things? The other yeah, th- sort me. of interesting data point that I thought some people might enjoy, and this comes from one who's a member of the faith, This is the first time that we're seeing three Jewish players as part of the World Series. It's interesting to note that uh, Atlanta has two and Houston has one, and all of them will be on the field this evening in that the Atlanta starting pitcher is a starting pitcher named Max Freed, and Max will be pitching for the Atlanta Braves. In the outfield for Atlanta will be a, uh, a player by the name of Jock Peterson, and opposite in the Houston dugout, their all-star third baseman, Alex Bregman, will be playing for them. And so this is the first time we've seen in the uh, 170-odd-year history of Major League Baseball, the first time we'll ever see uh, a Jewish pitcher pitching to a Jewish batter, which I think is kind of an interesting data point. Well, it is interesting because... Because when I was growing up, the only Jew that ever surfaced, and again, admittedly, in a very poor sports kind of world that I lived in, the only team I ever rooted for were the 69 Mets. But Art Shamsky was the local favorite because naturally his last name was Shamsky. And I grew up in a very Jewish neighborhood. So three Jews on a baseball field, and that's extraordinary. First time ever in World Series history? That's That's the first time ever that you've seen uh, that that, that, uh, data point take place. That's correct. Do you think it's an exciting series, Bill, or are the games too long? Uh, Well, Lisa, that's a great question because, in fact, the games are way too long. But that's not unique to the World Series. That has now become a somewhat common complaint about Major League Baseball over the last several years. And Major League Baseball, in order to try to combat that complaint, had been trying all sorts of interesting new changes and modifications to rules and strategies to try to liven up and possibly shorten the game. I'm not going to bore your listeners with what some of those changes are right now because some of them, quite frankly, are a little bit hard to understand. But suffice it to say that it, it, for, for, for myself, 
putting a game on at 8 o'clock and expecting to have people stay tuned to it until past midnight when these games take three and a half and four hours is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I'll remember the days that you and I were growing up and we were rooting for the Mets. There were a lot more afternoon games. There were a lot more doubleheaders. There were a lot more games that started at an earlier hour. But let's remember, Lisa, what dictates television schedules, and that's viewership, ad dollars, and obviously the ability to pay maximum revenue to the, to, to the major league owners. Um, we talked about it the other day. I'll just mention it for purposes here today. Uh, the Game 2 and Game 3 uh, viewing uh, data has come in, and even though um, – uh, there's been about 10.3 million people watching the games on Fox, which is a slight increase of about 13% from last year. It's still the second lowest recorded viewership in Major League history. Another interesting point, Lisa, of, of that roughly 10.3 million that are watching it online, there's actually more, approximately 10 and a half, that have been watching or listening to the game on various streaming services. So now you're seeing for the first time that streaming seems to be outpacing TV. Well, so that means that 20 million people, more or less, maybe 21 million people are watching the game. So you can't look at the TV metric as an indication of interest. I think that's probably true. I think that's probably true. But remember, one of the reasons that TV becomes so important is because it's meant to enrich not only the baseball owners, but the baseball players, and I don't know whether your listeners are aware of this, but in addition to having the, the, the honor of playing in the World Series, there's also a check waiting for the winners and losers at the end of the day. Um, the last data that I was able to be able to get my hands on, Lisa, tells me that for the 2019 World Series, so two years ago, the winners were able to distribute cash checks to their individual players. Each player on the Washington Nationals in 2019 got a check for $382,000. And, excuse me, each member of the losing team, the Houston Astros, they each got a check for $262,000. So while it's great to say that you're playing for the trophy, it's, it's, it's also important to note that you're playing for a pretty big check, too, at the end of the day. One other thing, Bill, before we let you go, we're chatting with Bill Wexler. We're talking sports in the World Series. I saw that this may be the last time pitchers get to hit. Uh, what's going on with that? I know there's so been, Lisa, you know, I know that American League and National League had different rules. So what's going on with that? Right. So it all uh, it all revolves around this question of what's called a designated hitter. In the American League, pitchers don't bat, come to bat. A, a, an offensive player steps in and bats on their behalf. The National League has always maintained the old rule where the pitcher does step up and play and bat himself. Um, what's been speculated, Lisa, is that there's going to be a restructuring of the collective bargaining agreement, which will take place this winter when this season is over. And there's some suggestion that the union is going to try to impose a universal designated hitter in both leagues. Now, why would the union want a designated hitter? It's really quite simple. A designated hitter rule in both leagues means the union is giving another 30-odd players a full-time job and a full-time wage, where obviously if the designated hitter is not in place, then that role is filled by the pitcher. So there's going to be some debate back and forth as part of the overall 
collective bargaining negotiation that will be coming up this winter. And we'll remain vigilant to keep our eye on it and let your listeners know as soon as something develops. Do you think, Bill, personally, that it's good for them to move to all designated hitters, or do you think it takes something away from the interests of the game? I, I, I have two opinions. One, I'm old-fashioned, and I believe pitchers were meant to play both offense and defense. So I support the National League position of pitchers batting, number one. Number two, I also think that that creates a whole higher level of strategy when the managers have to be able to uh, pinch hit for pitchers, take pitchers out, put pitchers in, put batters in. I think there's a lot more of what was intended to be the original strategies of the game that are incorporated if we keep the designated hitter out of the park. And the last complication, Lisa, that I point out to you is now that we have this split rule, what that means for your listeners is when they play in a American League park, the designated hitter is included. When they play in a National League park, the designated hitter is not included. And that creates, I think, some confusion and inconsistency in the team's lineups when they set them during these current World Series. So for the Houston Astros, for the sixth and seventh game, are we watching the pitter, pitchers hit, or do they have the designated hitter? Well, so the Houston Astros are your American League representative. It's in the Houston Park, so you'll see designated hitter for games six and games seven. Thank you, Bill Wexler, for the wrap-up of the World Series, such a comprehensive wrap-up. We'll ask you to come back on from time to time to give us the skinny on various sports events as they arise. Thank you so much for coming on, honey. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.